Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Joining us now uh, from Perth is Scotty Sadler, part of the SEN team. G'day, Scott. How you doing? Hey, Ricardo. How are you, pal? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How's WA treating you? It is absolutely picture perfect. It's a beautiful landscape for today. The weather is uh, perfect. Not a cloud in the sky. It's about 22, 23 degrees today. And it's, um, I've got to say, Ricardo, walking through the streets of Perth this morning and, and now just walking around with myself and Jeremy and Jim, Jimmy Smith, we're calling the game tonight. Um, a lot of a lot of New South Wales, uh, a lot of Queensland supporters, I should say, um, that are in the streets of Perth. Uh, so I think they'll outnumber the blue supporters tonight. Yeah, it's an interesting. I saw uh, Brad Fittler talking about that, actually. What did he say? He says, uh, uh, there's not a lot of people outside of New South Wales support New South Wales. What did he say? Something about having it on our licence plates, the premier state? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was in an Uber yesterday, and uh, and the Uber driver, I said, oh, he, he said, you over here for the game? I said, yes. And I said, uh, who are you going for to the Uber driver? Do you follow it? Or he goes, oh, everyone in Perth just goes for New South Wales because, goes for Queensland because, during the lockdown, the New South Wales government were very critical of Western Australia, so it's it's an easy choice for us. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting tonight at this beautiful Optus Stadium, um, you know, the premier stadium in Australia now. I think, and uh, so yeah, it's a you know, it's there's a few people out there that argue whether rugby league should be taken out of its its natural state, so Queensland, New South Wales, but it's a you know, it's a great promotion for the game. Well, it's an interesting one. I mean, you remember the days of the Western Reds, right? I mean, and you know when we had yeah. when we had the expansion and things. And I know that there's talk about you know another uh, team to to join the league after the Dolphins do. And I mean, I'm a Kiwi, and there's all this talk over here about how it should be another New Zealand team. But I'm thinking, geez, it makes way more sense if you're the NRL to put a team in Perth. Y- yes and no. Yes, from a totally a eyes on TV perspective. Um, no as a player, because I've got to say, flying over here, is a, it's a big trip, and then flying home again, and to do that every fortnight would be um, would be an absolute nightmare for, uh, as a player. I, I couldn't imagine doing it. And, uh, you, you know, it's a huge sacrifice. Now, the players that did play at the Western Reds absolutely love their time in Perth, and, and why wouldn't you? So it's a beautiful place, but you know, to, to make that big trek across the country you know, every fortnight, uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes twice, uh, twice a week, play on a Friday and have to come back the following week. And whether you have to actually stay on the east coast for the entire week, you know, it's you know, it's a huge sacrifice. A, and I know you get paying paid good money to do it, but also, you know, I, I, I think it's put a lot of strain on the home life as well. So there's a lot of decisions that have got to be made that are in the best interest of, uh, you know, not only the game but the players themselves. Because you know, there's there's a lot of arguments that go into it, Ricardo, around you know the long travel, soft tissue injuries and stuff like that. So. Yeah, whether they go to 17 teams, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of bringing a team to Perth myself. Um, so, yeah, but it's, it's one that's going to be debated for a, a number of month, a number of years to come yet. Yeah, I think it will be. What what is out of interest the flight time from say Brisbane to Perth or, or Sydney to Perth? Oh, so by the time you get to the airport and get on the flight and then get off the flight, it's about six hours. Um, and then to go back, funnily enough, um, it's four and a half hours from the west coast back to the east coast. And so the tailwind. One of the, one of the great. Yeah, one of the great players played for um, played for Queensland in the eighties, Sammy Bacco, um, and they played a game in Perth once. And they said, oh, "It's only four and a half hours back." And the great Sammy Bacco used to say, "Oh, that's because of the headwind." <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah, it's, 
yeah, so it's a lot shorter trip back to the East Coast. But, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a beautiful place to host a game like this, but... Yeah, mate, I'm looking forward to the game tonight. We'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll leave our our expansion talk for another time, Scott. Let's talk about the teams uh, tonight, uh, starting with the um, Queenslanders. Uh, Reuben Cotter, how big a miss is he going to be for the way that Billy Slater had that team play in game one? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, normally, after a player that's made his debut and misses game two, you sort of think, oh, he's only played one game. There won't be that much of a a uh, big influence because you're bringing another play in that's played more origins in Joy Arrow. But Ruben Cotter's debut, I thought, was one of the, the best forward forward debuts I've seen in many years. And it's a lot of that real little clean up work that that he did in game one that you know probably goes unnoticed by a lot of people watching the game. But you know how important he is as a player and as a coach. And um, so I think he's a huge loss. Um, you know they, they bring in you know great uh, great replacement. But in saying that, just yeah, to disrupt that flow of what they had in the forward pack in game one, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting if they, how they start the game because they, they lost the battle in the first 20 minutes. I thought Queensland in game one, but they were able to, to get that back with the you know, with the injection of their, their guys on the bench. So yeah, Ruben Cotter um, is a special little player. He'll miss game three as well. Um, but in saying that, also I, I don't know about you guys watching Billy Slater, and he's been mighty impressive in the way that he. You know, he speaks in the media. He makes you believe. And from all reports, you know, addressing the team as well, they, they, just, they, just, they just all really rate him highly as a coach and the way that he communicates with the side. Yeah, which is interesting because I never saw that coming, to be honest, from Billy Slater, um, particularly not this early, you know. And I, from a New South Wales point of view, how worrying is it that you get a guy who's coached his first game at any real level um, mm. and he outthinks Freddie Fiddler? Do you know what? It's it's funny. I was sitting here with you know both my colleagues here earlier on. I was I was telling them a story about how I interviewed Craig Bellamy, uh, Christmas just gone, you know, sportsman's luncheon, and I asked him out of the three great players, Cronk, Smith, and Slater, which one of those do you think will end up being a coach? He said, oh, without a doubt, Slater. And I thought he would have said Cooper Cronk, and he said no. He said Slater because one, he's got the work ethic. Um, two, he's got the vision. Uh, three, he's highly intelligent. Um, in the game, and he said in the last two or three years of the Melbourne Storm, he was basically running video sessions. So it's probably fair to say he's actually he's had an introduction to coaching while he was at Melbourne as a player. So, um, yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's really good to listen to. I could imagine what it would be like to play under him as well. And, yeah, many believe he's probably an NRL coach. So I hope he doesn't do anything that may become an NRL coach quickly. I'd like to see him stay at at origin level for a number of years and just continue to learn the landscape of rugby league coaching before he makes a big jump. Yeah, well, what about on the flip side then? What about Brad Fiddler? Because, I mean, he's made no secret of the fact that he would like uh, to coach club footy at some point. Uh, I mean, it feels like he's probably uh, probably just about ready to do that, do you think, regardless of what happens the rest of the series? Well, there's enough jobs going on at the moment. Cam Sorrello's knocked back the... West Tigers job uh, in the last 24 hours. So there's going to be plenty of jobs available and maybe Freddie's ready to, I don't know why Freddie would want to do it. Coaching Origin and working at Channel 9 is far less stressful than the day-to-day machinations of the NRL coaching. But, you know, tonight's, it's, you know, the second game is always the most concerning game for two different reasons. For Queensland to win the, you know, to, to win the series and, and prove to everyone that game one wasn't a fluke and the opposition wasn't off their game, and for New South Wales, it's the humiliation of being beaten in 
two in, in straight sets and then going to Suncorp game three and be humiliated for another 80 minutes by the home crowd, uh, just waiting to get the, the trophy presented to um, to Queensland if they win game two. So, you know, it's, there's so much riding and I've noticed Freddie, I, I've noticed Freddie's, just his body language and persona over the last couple of weeks has been a lot different to what we're usually seeing, Freddie, where he's really calm and collected and a little bit goofy, a little bit quirky. Um, he seems to be a little, a little bit more highly strung leading into this one. He's made a few changes, of course. Uh, I think a lot of people were, were surprised at just how many changes he made. I mean, like you said, you know, they, they weren't that far off it in game one. They they dominated parts of the game and, and they nearly had it won at one point. Um, were you surprised at how many changes he did make? I was. I was. I, I thought I thought the change he made before game one by not starting Cameron Murray was probably you know, one of the probably one of the decisions that may have cost New South Wales. Um, but yeah, yeah, what happened in 2019? Queensland won game one. He made four or five changes for game two in here at, at Perth, and they won by 30. But one of those. One of those changes was Tommy Trebojevic back in 2019, and he unfortunately hasn't got the luxury of Trebojevic in the side. So um, I was surprised at how many changes. I was surprised at some of the changes that he did make with um, with Sifa Talakai, the big centre from Cronulla. I'm not quite sure what role he plays because he's an outside back, and they keep saying, oh, yeah, but he can play in the second row as well. But you don't just play in the second row part-time if you're going to play Origin because if you, if you haven't played a lot of second row and you get thrown in at Origin level, you just get churned and burned you know, within 15 to 20 minutes. So you know, I'm not quite sure what role he plays. So uh, it's going to be interesting how he uses the makeup of his bench. Well, I mean, on that too, I mean, Damien Cook, I, I'm a big fan of Damien Cook's, um, but he's he's obviously decided to go with uh, Aposai Kotasau, um in this team. Uh, for me, if Damien Cook isn't in the nine, then he's not in the squad because um, you have a lot more, I guess, versatility with a Nico Hines in that 14 jersey. I totally agree with you, to be quite honest. I, I don't know what role Damien Cook plays as well. And I, I think a concerning part for New South Wales, Ricardo, is that I feel as though they've reacted to New South Wales, uh, sorry, Queensland selections, which usually you don't do as a side. You say, we're going to pick a team that we know is going to do the job and we're going to work with them. We're not going to worry too much about the opposition. We just know what we're really good at. But in game one, they said, oh, listen, we're going to pick really tall wingers to try and um, to try and negate Xavier Coates and Selwyn Cobbo. Game two, they said, right, what worked for Queensland was Ben Hunt started at hooker. Harry Grant came off the bench, so we're going to do that also. That sometimes doesn't work. That doesn't work um, for every side. So I don't want to know what role Damien Cook plays because if, if Appy Coruscant has got such a great relationship with Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai and Isaiah Yo and co, um, but Damien Cook may only play 10 or 15 minutes at some part of the game if, if New South Wales are, are winning all the battles. If they're not winning the battles, well, they're going to throw Damien Cook onto the field when he's going to be playing off the back foot. So... Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm going to be really intrigued in the way that, that Freddie uses his 17 tonight. Yeah, it's it's going to be... Uh, it has been a bit of a head-scratcher, I've got to say. And I'm glad you brought up that hooking thing, because that's what it looked like to me, and that was kind of what I was sort of implying when I said that, you know, Freddie um, was outcoached by Billy Slater, because I don't think you can put it any other way when you see Freddie then go, oh, that's a good idea, let me do that too, um, around around the hooking scenario, you know. And that, that sort of screamed to me as a guy who maybe has started to run out of ideas at rep level? Oh, I think I think at an origin level, it's not about tactics. It's about, it is about your, 
the way that you utilise your bench, but also it's about making the players get be, be completely involved in the game for 80 minutes and come up with little special moments in the game and, and little tiny, tiny effort areas, like I said earlier on, that they really go unnoticed. And, and Billy, well, that's the way that he played. He played the game. Every effort was a, a competition. You know, every time that he was involved in the game, he was a competition. And I just feel as though that he probably prepared his players for for a tough grinding battle, whereas I think New South Wales expected to score 30 points and blow Queensland off the mm. off the off the park. So I think there was two mindsets there. I may be wrong, but just from watching game one, I just felt as though that, that Billy prepared his side for what Origin has been built on, which is those those little tiny moments in the game, and a lot of them occur throughout an 80-minute game. Uh, one part of what Freddie has done, I suppose, is understandable, and that he's tried to put as many of the uh, grand final winners from last season together in a blue jersey, right? I mean, I think there's seven. Um, yeah. Uh, do you think he can replicate? Do you, do, do you think that can work at this level? Shorter turnaround, not 10 days. You only got six days this time for turnaround. and So you need combinations to to try and um, allow that to you know, to, to massage in the place over a short period of time. So, you know, you turn up on day one and your first ball work session is just like a Penrith Panther session. So it's very streamlined. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to coach when you've got those players. But then again, at origin level, you're dealing with the elite players. If you're playing at NRL level, yeah, you'll have some weaknesses in the opposition that you can try and expose and exploit. But at origin level, even though you've got those combinations, yes, it goes a long way, but... You've got to be able to do it time and time again. You've got to be able to do it on repeat efforts. You've got to be able to do it at high intensity. You've got to be asked a lot more questions defensively. And um, and we're going to find out. We're going to find out whether those combinations was the right way to go for New South Wales. I, I think it holds them in. I think they're a far more well-balanced side there, 1-13, to 13, um, with those Penrith inclusions. But again, Origin's different. It's a completely different beast. It throws up all these different, you know, all these different challenges that you've got to be able to you know, come up with an answer for it, which at new NRL level, sometimes you can get it wrong once or twice, but you know you can rectify it really quickly. In NRL, in Origin, you just can't do that. I don't know how much of the uh, how much of the international games you saw yesterday, uh, Scott, but uh, yep. Joey Manu, four hundred and four metres from fullback for the Kiwis against Tonga. Um, you a bit nervous if you James Tedesco, because I would imagine Trent Robertson's watched that and gone, oh yeah. Every time he's played fullback. Every time he's played fullback, he's been best player on the field, Joey Marnie. So and it doesn't matter where he plays. But uh, in saying that, um, yeah, he was an inspiration, wasn't he? 404 metres. I don't, it's been a long time since I've seen a four as the first number in relation to metres gained. But he's involved in everything. And, he, and the, you know, what annoys me is, he's, you know, he's six foot four. He's he's athletic. He can play any position. He's good looking. He's he's got every he's got every ticking the box going for him. And he, that, people like that annoy me because they're perfect at everything, in life, <laughs> in sport, everything. So, um, But, yeah, that was a really classy win for New Zealand. And, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm glad also for Michael Maguire. I'm a huge Michael Maguire fan. Um, and I'm glad that he's able to have some positivity after what happened at West Tigers. And, you know, I don't know whether the Warriors are, are looking at locking in Stacey Jones and maybe making Stacey the, the head coach moving forward. And if they did, I don't think you'd have a lot of, a lot of um, qualms about that. But I, I think Michael Maguire would be perfect for that club. I think he'd be, he'd be outstanding. He'd be able to do the national job and also the Warriors. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that would be... I think that's a lot of people's take, especially now that Christian Wolf has said uh, no thanks. Hey, before we let you go, Scotty, uh, can we get a prediction for tonight, mate? How do you think it's going to go? Well, I'm standing here in my um, 
my maroon and white checkered uh, collared shirt. So I'm going to go Queensland 24-18. I'm going to say uh, Cameron Munster is player of the match and first try scorer Selwyn Cobbo. Nice, mate. That's uh, that, that. You've you've had that prepared. You've had that prepared. I hope yep. you've uh, I hope you've vis- you, you've visited your local bookie and uh, put something on it as well, just so you can back it up. I have. I have indeed. Good, good to hear, mate. Good to hear. Well, hey, listen, I'll let you go because I know you've uh, you got got a few things to do, including probably visiting the uh, original Little Creatures Brewery before tonight. So I'll, I'll let you go and do that and get prepped for the call, mate. But have a great call. Enjoy the game, and uh, thanks for your time. No worries. See you, mate. Cheers. See you. Scotty Sattler there with us uh, talking origin. He uh, is part of the crew that will be making the call here on SEN. Build-up is from 9 o'clock tonight. Kick-off just after 10 o'clock. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.